welcome back to the Mountains in the Sea, where we find the highs and lows of each and every Prince album and more every other week. I'm Christy. And I'm Josh. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today, we are talking about unreleased outtakes from the Graffiti Bridge era-ish. <laughs> and this is the first episode that we're doing on this. We're going to have at least a couple, maybe a few that's right. I that's think that's right. a good estimation. At least a couple, maybe a few. That's right. I mean, there won't Fair. be a bunch, yeah. but there's going to be at least two. Correct. And there may be more. Including this one. Right. Yeah. Including this one, yes. Yeah, so there'll be at least this a one. few, uh-huh. including oh, okay. this one. Oh, okay. So we're I just don't want people to be confused. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there'll be at least a few. At least a couple more. Okay, at good to a, know. At least a few total. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. There you go. So, now you know as much as me. Uh-huh, exactly. That's great. And I don't have a lot to say. These are songs that are recorded in much of much of them in 86. Right. Is Are the versions that we're listening to here. Correct. Some a little earlier, some a little later. But all of them are related to Graffiti Bridge in one way or another. Right. All of them saw an official release as part of Graffiti Bridge or a related artist during the Graffiti Bridge era. Except for one, which we have two versions of. We'll get there. (laughs) It's going to be fun. This is compelling. (laughs) Very compelling. (laughs) It's going to be fun, and we're just going to go ahead and start. Let's do it, because right. we've been leading up to this episode for a while. I feel like, at least in my head, I've been like, oh, I can't wait to cover these songs. Right. This is probably what I've been looking forward to covering the most out of Graffiti Bridge. <laughs> exactly. So, so I hope listeners agree. That's right. And this is, we're getting more into Prince-specific content. Correct. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to stay there for a while. So if you're a person who had been listening and wasn't super wild on adjacent stuff, we're done with the Graffiti Bridge adjacent artists. And now it's Prince, but adjacent songs to Graffiti Bridge. This man is just so perplexing. And prolific. That's right. Yeah. Proplexing. <laughs> Princeplexing. Pro princeling. <laughs> TM, 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 circle up. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with a song that we actually covered last episode. That's right. The only official release of this song, Girl of My Dreams, was by T.C. Ellis on his album, True Confessions. And here we have an earlier version of that, a studio recording from 1986, a re-record of a song that was originally recorded in 1982. Yep, yep, yep. And this was the triptych of songs that I talked about. They weren't necessarily recorded together. They're certainly mixed together and meant to be run together yes so there are a few unreleased versions of girl in my dreams floating out there the 1986 revolution versions one of which has kind of an extended intro with uh, prince encouraging someone to clear their throat uh-huh <laughs> but most of them start with prince counting off the song mm-hmm. yes yeah it's, it's got a very rehearsal sound to it with this count in. yeah yes yeah i would agree here we go to a one, two, three. <laughs> Here we go. Two, 
It's very fun to hear the difference in his speaking voice because he does that canon in his speaking voice. Mm -hmm. And then the lyrics start right away. And you can really hear the difference. Not that he doesn't normally speak in songs. It's not common, but it's not particularly rare to hear him speak in songs. But it's maybe a little more rare to hear him speak so very closely to other lyrics. Yeah, that's fair enough. And this was like during Under the Cherry Moon type era, Mm -hmm. and he was kind of discovering this playful, silly side of himself, or maybe not discovering it of himself, but featuring it in songs Uh and making it a, like his humor is now coming forward, which had not really been part of the repertoire before. Uh That's right. It was a, you know, very spiritual or very sexual or some combination or those two things. Yep. And less often up to this point did we get a lot of funny prints in official releases. In his own music. I mean, he found outlets for that with the time. Right. For sure. Uh, But yeah, this is a minute and 27 seconds of Silly Silly Bliss. I've got Uh to think, if you're listening to this podcast deep into Graffiti Bridge, uh, probably one of the least popular prince eras before the name change then you've probably heard this outtake before and if you haven't well welcome aboard uh-huh and i'm jealous because there's only fun. some things you can experience once for the first for the time. first time well yeah. all things you can only experience once for the first time to be fair but it's like oh i wish i could hear this again for the first time and you know that'll never happen again right getting too old yeah <laughs> too old you can tell these were all recorded together also or around the same time. If you listen to like the organs, I mean, the instruments, the kind of tuning, uh-huh. the sound of the drums or the drum kit, they all kind of go together. I think this could have been a masterful, you know, kind of album approach mm-hmm. to had it, had it gone in. But in the meantime, we get drums, a Wurlitzer electric piano is what I kind of uh-huh. think it is. Yeah. Horns and bass. It's the big parade revolution lineup. Right, for sure. Uh, We hear a a little bit of difference that's notable in lyrics in that TC's version, he says, love machine. I want a woman that'll treat me right. Give me good loving all through the night. Take her on a date, she's a love machine. That's the girl of my dream. Which we think must be a reference specifically to the song on the graffiti bridge soundtrack right and here take her on a date she's my machine right yeah i'm glad you noticed that yeah and that's i mean by 10 seconds in prince has already counted off the song and he's delivered the entire first verse uh-huh. of you know, a woman like Marilyn Monroe. And then by the time he gets to love machine, my machine, that's the girl of my dreams. We're only 20 seconds in. Yeah. It is fast paced nonstop. Yes, for sure. Which makes sense why he would want to give it to TC Ellis, because that's the kind of delivery that he is. The rap delivery tends to be swift, swift, (laughs) Swift and just. (laughs) (laughs) 
verse three delivered by the time 38 seconds have passed on the track i want a woman like lauren bacall and this was straight from or tc ellis used these lyrics too old and wrinkled but knows it all got all the little tricks that'll make me cream with a little fun falsetto he started hitting Uh falsettos with that third line last word cream Mm -hmm. yeah that's the girl in my dream I mean, you think that would be, you read it and you're like, well, that's kind of insulting, old and wrinkled, but knows it all. But it's this humor, funny, like he wants young and pretty. He wants old and experienced. You know, that's the girl of my dreams as the girl is a combination of five or six women that he uh-huh. Yeah, and, yeah, and all of them very stars. confident yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, sure of themselves. And he zips through it so quickly that when you're just listening to it, it doesn't invite scrutiny whatsoever. Yeah. You know, anything that you would hear that might be questionable that you're, you would question as you're reading the lyrics along with listening to it, you don't have any reason to question it when he's singing. Because it's so fast. It is fast. And it's also what I said when we covered TC's version is the cute coyness, the uh-huh. attitude around uh-huh. it all. It's like half, maybe quarter joking, uh-huh. you know, also. And that's was lost to me on TC's version. I mean, you can right. hear you can hear Prince smiling. And yeah. maybe it's just because I've listened to Prince forever. So I know what he sounds like when he's smiling. Yeah. Uh, and that's this is like a minute and 27 second smile. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. He's just, the scoundrel is so endearing here. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> a lovely villain. Uh-huh. Um, yes. The bridge at 56 seconds with Prince singing different parts and Wendy and Lisa in the background going, ah, there's uh-huh. these oohs and ahs in the background. Him playing different parts, different roles, uh-huh. you know, saying, yeah. say that you're a chauvinist. Right. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's not it at all. I just got a lot of things that are on my list. And there are versions of this song also that have Wendy playing this other part too. She okay. says, I'd say that you're a chauvinist and uh-huh. Prince answers her and it does make a lot of sense with a woman right. listening to this saying, what a yeah. pig. Yeah. Yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a fun pig. Right. And then we have a little bit that's not in TC's version. If she couldn't hang, would you give her the fist? Yeah. And with a little aside, no, nah, man, in the background. Too, <laughs> right. Yeah. In TC's version, if I find a girl, my commands her every wish. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily better, but I prefer this version where it's like somebody else is questioning him. Well, would you just hit her if she's not going to listen? Uh-huh. Oh, no. I'd sit her right down and give her yeah. just a, a little kiss. Right. It's like flies with honey and not vinegar. Right. You know, he's that's what he's purporting here. I'm going to give her a kiss and then she'll want to do what I'd like her That's to do. Right. I'll win her over with my charm. That's right. Kill her with kindness. Mm-hmm. He really is decrying, denying domestic violence here with that yeah. sweet little he, yeah. almost throw off line. I yeah. just he's adore being a little it. punk, but he's being 
I don't know, very, very understanding rock star male, uh-huh. I would say. You know, like I, I want all these things, but if I don't get them, that's, that's okay yeah. too. I'll, I'll win her over. That's right. Oh, I'm charming, honey. <laughs> I'm charming. The Lena Horn part, one yeah. of my favorite. As he delivers, knowed she's was funky since the day she was born. There's all the, all these next lines after that. If you listen to the purposefully off-key piano behind all of that. It is, the piano part is very similar to what you hear in the dance mix of Let's Go Crazy from 3 minutes and 24 seconds to 3 minutes and 40 seconds. This ding, 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 ding. And it's kind of flat and off key on purpose. And it never struck me until, you know, really studying uh-huh. the girl of my dreams that that kind of hit me like oh, I've heard that before where have I heard that before uh-huh. that's where I think I've heard it before and I love that Lena Horne's funky in this version she was bad no in- she was bad since that's what TC's mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. yeah so I kind of love that I, I just love his delivery too of yeah. baby Lena slapped the doctor and said suck I'm running things now <laughs> <laughs> You could really tell he'd watched Lena Horne in movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This infatuation with uh-huh, you know, these, like, you know, classic old films, movie yeah. stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he closes it off with, Oh, listen, people, that's the girl of my dreams. And then it's like this big hit, boom, and you're thrown into the next track immediately. Uh huh. Can't stop this feeling I got. The filling of this sandwich. This <laughs> thought, triptych. I'm sorry. The, the filling. I thought you were talking about the the can't stop this filling I got. Like, <laughs> I've got a jelly donut and it's going everywhere. I can't stop this filling. I'm with you. So more more Hammond organ, which worried me a little bit. I'm like, this isn't Christy's favorite kind of instrument. You're normally not an organ Fan. I don't love the organs, but. but I love the beginning of the song. It's kind of like a, it's like a little parade almost, mm-hmm. you know. And it's very fanfarish too, with the right. horns and the way the drums kick in too, with the super fast pace. Love it. I mean, and again, this is a re-record of a 1982 song, and of course, leaves out the whole "Dear Dad" intro bit from Graffiti Bridge. Right, and we actually covered this was one that was part of right. 1999 Super Deluxe, so we've heard the right. original original version of this. And right, we got the Graffiti Bridge re-record, uh-huh. which is similar to the 1982 version, the rockabilly kind of feel. Right, and this is the. Uh, the funked out revolution version. Yeah, it's so bright and mm-hmm. fun. Just the like the way he sings the high part, the is like super joyous. Yes, um, and it's also just so much faster and more urgent and more fun here. Uh-huh. It makes me feel like the released version from Graffiti Bridge is like. 
can't stop the feeling of indifference, and this version <laughs> is joy, fun, love, infatuation. Yes. It's full of emotion that is like stripped out of his own. Well, Re- and re-record. Right. Well, and I think that's really because this is a much more personal version than the one that we got in Graffiti Bridge. The one in Graffiti Bridge is about you know, trying to let the world know about this important message. Yeah, that's true. And this is much this more is focused. This is a much more, you know, the the feelings running up and down my leg, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because his partner is making him beg. And it's, it's just, it's got a different flavor, different feeling overall than the more... Yeah existential version that yeah. ended up on graffiti bridge. Yeah. Cause it turned into, you know, writing to your dead father, kind of talking to God too, uh-huh. you know, it got into, it got much more spiritual here. It's just literally I'm in, I'm in the middle of infatuation mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm trying to put it into sound. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, in the graffiti bridge version, I can't stop, you know, I love it a lot. I'm talking about an everlasting light. And- yeah. It's, I can't stop, though I love you a lot. I never want you out of my sight. It's so much more personal, so much more about an individual relationship than a grand religious relationship. Yeah, this is how I've come to see the world, and I'm here to tell you about it. Here it's just... This person has me filled with emotion. Mm-hmm. Right there again, what I would call the bridge at a minute and twenty eight seconds when he says, "My body wants you, I want you, want you," and then there's this scream that follows it in a minute and thirty six seconds. You don't really think of these three songs as this screaming Prince, you know, raw stuff, but it's all in there. Right. Yeah. And that whole bridge is simpler Mm -hmm. with much more overt sexual connotations, which again, it just, it's lighter and more fun. It is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I want to say it's more piano-y also. Sure. Which gives it this brightness, like you said. Yeah, then we get that twangy guitar at like two minutes, and yep. the tambourine. It gives it a real seventies mm-hmm. kind of vibe too, like yeah. a and a live feeling. Uh-huh. Also, the song winds down, and the tambourine kind of lingers as it, you know. And then, then there's your favorite Hammond organ kind of playing under the whole thing too, uh-huh. which I think is brilliantly well, composed. Because there's so much going on with it. Yep. The organ's not really like super center stage. It doesn't bother me nearly as much right. as it does in some other songs. Yeah. <laughs> that don't work. Yeah, what? Yeah, so it winds down, and uh-huh. you can tell this man is pleased. Again, <laughs> like the sound of Prince smiling, it's this he giggles. transitions, yes, and asks if that don't work. And then, of course, he <laughs> yeah, answers what? He answers himself, right? <laughs> yeah, what? And then the way this these particular tracks are tracked, the set is tracked. Yeah. Um, we get the two, three, 
that leads us into the next song and yeah. at the very end of this track. And they're almost like the words are spit. Uh-huh. Yes. And you get a one of the highest note awa from Prince uh-huh. when this thing starts a couple times too. Yeah. Okay, we didn't even mention the name of the song. We can can funk. funk. Five minutes and 31 seconds, basically two minutes longer than the previous two tracks combined. Mm -hmm. So these are almost like preambles to We Can Funk. Right. You know? It's super fun. It's this talking about the kind of girl he wants, and then he's met a girl, and how Mm -hmm. she makes him feel, and, you know. Let's get busy. Then there's, yeah, some getting busy. Yes, this is the getting busy part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's this is also from June of 1986. The other piece of the bread from this. Oh uh, yes, the sexy sandwich. Uh, <laughs> we got bread filling and and more bread. <laughs> yep, and uh, this one originated a little later than the other two, over New Year's between 1983 and 1984. They were doing the recording yeah and i will say the unreleased version of this from the purple rain period is on purple rain deluxe which Uh we have not covered uh but because of its naughty nature it Uh is not weekend funk replace the n with a k with a c Uh uh-huh we're gonna save that and uh cover it with purple rain yeah someday when we get there eventually eventually (laughs) but this thing is smooth it's funky it's pumping uh-huh. I would say it's slower than the released version on Graffiti Bridge, but it has even more life, maybe because of how it flows from the first two song, first two super fast songs. Right. And the released version, it kind of is this weird transition from at the end of Week and Funk into Joy and Repetition, and a lot of people disappointed with how it's kind of chopped together. Right. So I don't know. This is this one makes me smile when it starts. Uh huh. And we've talked about the song sort of in the past because we talked about We Can Love yes, with Andy, Andy Allo yeah. from 2011. Right. And it was we, right? The French, O-U-I. French we. Yes. Right. It starts yeah. with this perfect prince. Multiples uh-huh. of them. And like I said, in my estimation, probably the highest pitch Awa by Prince on record. Yeah. Period. And some seriously funky guitars. Yeah. yeah, and horns, mm-hmm. that horn line that starts at 54 seconds. Yes. It sounds familiar. Um, that's because it's also used in Databank, which we're, oh. we're, co- we're covering in two songs from now. Yep. Yeah, that whole... That tells you that I made my notes on two different days for these songs, or I would have made the connection. <laughs> yes, that was, I remember the day that hit me listening to one of these two songs and thinking, wait a minute, that's the exact same horn line. Hold up a minute. There's so much, that's so much of Prince, like writing these lines of music and finding multiple homes for them or experimenting with them in different ways combined with different songs. That's always, you know, fun to come across. Mm-hmm. I think that speaking of his high pitched awas, I think that his voice is higher even than the keyboard part at a minute and thirty nine seconds when 
you know, the keyboards are going, and he's kind of singing over it. He out-sings the freaking keyboard. <laughs> yes. I don't know who does that except him. No, nobody. Nobody. Also have always loved, at a minute and 58 seconds, how he sings, I could teach you things about your purple body. Uh-huh. The way he hits purple body and it kind of blends into the drums. The two P's in purple and the B and the uh-huh. D in body are almost like part of the drums somehow. just been amazed by it mm-hmm. yeah just before that at a uh, minute and 48 there's these like castanet finger symbols <laughs> and it felt like this bridge between the worldliness of around the world in a day okay. that came about this time or a little before and what we'd hear later the middle eastern influences that we'd mm-hmm. hear in like the love symbol album yeah it was it's interesting to watch that sort of progression and kind of understand there was no, it didn't ever come out of the blue. Yeah. There were always hints of it. Right. Somewhere. Somewhere. Even if it wasn't something unreleased. Correct. You know, these things that maybe were surprising to people when they originally came out because it sounded so different. This is why it's so fun to look at the unreleased tracks because we get to hear those progression of things. Definitely. Nothing came out of the blue. Definitely. It was all, you know, in the crock pot. Yeah. All swirling around in his That's right. Beautiful brain. Yep. Speaking of things that I think only Prince can do, I think that I can't think of another artist who could sing with honesty and make it like super sexy by singing I'm scared. Because though I just met you, there's this energy between us. Let's just go somewhere we can funk. He sounds very vulnerable there when he sings, I'm scared, but he's also confident enough to say let's just go somewhere and uh-huh. do it yeah and get over our fears yeah it's like a facing your fears in a pretty pleasurable way <laughs> that's a good way to get over yourself <laughs> yes yes yeah this uh has the kama sutra line That seems to be retained through pretty much every version of this. Any lyrical differences there may be, the Kama Sutra lines always are there. Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty boastful, too, to say I could rewrite the Kama Sutra in half as many words. Mm -hmm. All right. Three minutes and eight seconds, we get more of the Prince vocalizing with those keys. so fun i always wonder which came first no the i bet he sang it first 
and that would be my, yeah, my but thinking, I mean, but I don't. Who I, knows? I, I it's hard to know. Did he did he like the way it sounded and wanted to sing it, or did he sing it and have somebody him or him someone else reproduce it? Yeah. It's hard to know. It is. Yeah. Um, and immediately following that, at three minutes, 18 seconds, there's a long organ solo. Mm-hmm. Dangerously churchy. Right. For you, I bet. Um, but I, I really love it. It reminds me of the intro to Hot Thing in the okay. Sign of the Times film where the light on his face is cued by the organ keys. Right. And I could kind of see that going on here, too. Yeah. These sexy time lyrics about candles and undressing and all of that that were in the <laughs> did you call them sexy time lyrics i sure did okay um, it's they're, sexy they're, time <laughs> they're absent from this version yes uh-huh. yes but they were in the weekend f-u-c-k version oh, okay um in fact so much of i was really surprised listening to purple rain deluxe how much of the graffiti bridge ber- version was pulled straight from the 1983 version including a lot of his lyrics oh, okay it's real interesting. Yeah. And we get a call out to Miko Weaver. Yep. Miko. Uh-huh. He plays the guitar at the close. Yeah. Miko. That's, you know, you can tell the revolution is getting pretty crowded. All of a sudden, you know, it's not Windy who would normally be playing that part, but Miko gets a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, the song fades out, and I just think, what a three-song ride. It's so much fun. Amazing. I hope that maybe now you can see why I think the released versions of all of these songs are nowhere near the caliber of what he did here with the revolution. Yeah. It's a a shame, because there they were, so lively and... Yeah, enjoyable but, uh, and he wasn't going to release those like they were no so had to rework them and i mean i don't know the mentality of going from the revolution and girl of my dreams to letting levi Caesar jr re-record the parts and letting you know a not a not super special rapper handle mm-hmm. the delivery of it is kind of a waste yeah well me. it was a choice but it's out there now so yep enjoy my friends <laughs> So, moving along through uh, kind of trying to take this in order of the Graffiti Bridge album and hitting on unreleased tracks. That's why we started with Girl in My Dreams, Can't Stop, Weekend Funk. But sandwiched in between there in the track listing of Graffiti Bridge is Elephants and Flowers. Uh huh. There is an unreleased version of that. That's right. That is, I guess you could say, similar, but ironically more stripped down than the released version, even though the released version claims that this is rock and roll stripped down and this one makes no such claim. Uh-huh. But it is more stripped down and has right. um, pretty significant lyrical differences, too. Yes. Uh, this one originated in 1988. Yeah. So not terribly long before. Yep. But definitely a love sexy era kind of track. Right. Yes. Um, uh, Robin Powers song number one. Yes. The title, not a description, uh, uses some of uh, the same drum track. Oh, yeah. The Lynn drum track yes, created does. by Prince, which yep. I think we've mentioned before. But well, We will be mentioning it again later because that's one of the songs we'll have to cover as unreleased Graffiti Bridge era tracks. Oh, so, yeah. I may have found my C for that episode already. Oh, did, why did you listen to it? 
<laughs> Sometimes you got to focus on the music. That's See right. the Carmen Electra album. <laughs> yes. Um, this version of Elephants and Flowers, it's all about Coco. Which I was shocked to hear that Coco jumped out of a car in a tight dress. Because when I think of Coco at this time, I think of the Coco Boys yes. or Joey Coco, yep. which was Prince's yeah. alter ego from Another 85 pseudonym. to 87. Right. Yeah. She jumps out, not just wearing a dress, but a leather jacket mm-hmm. with Jesus on it. That's right. Well, the likeness of Jesus. So the way that you listen, if you listen to this to begin with, it almost sounds like he's referring to her as the likeness of Jesus, Mm. because there's like a little pause after the likeness of Jesus on a leather coat, Uh you know, kind of tags it at the end with, oh, okay. So she's got like a painted something Mm -hmm. on her. Which I think we're supposed to be surprised that somebody who wears a leather jacket would also have... A likeness of Jesus painted on it. That's why you have to pay attention with a song called Elephants and Flowers. That's it's probably right. going to be about disconnected things right. and showing ways that they are connected. Sure. And she just wants that boy on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's right. She doesn't want any drugs. No. A she's... anti-drug message. That's right. Which fits right in with the Love Sexy era stuff. Yeah, it does. Well, stemming from his own experience, it Uh seems like, or sounds like. Yeah. And he does sing this in that kind of gravelly, it's a singing voice, but it is not his normal singing voice. It almost sounds like a painful way to have this inflection. Hmm. Sure. You know, it's almost Mm -hmm. like a Jamie Starr kind of voice. Okay. The subjects of the song are 18. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. That was not something we learned in the released version. Of course, we didn't really have protagonists so much. No, no. Um, we do get that hot, sweaty light paints a picture red and gold. Mm-hmm. But in this version, it's followed with only 18-year-old body, super bold. Uh-huh. So, yeah, barely legal. Right. Yeah, no sex, no drugs, no devil here, just good old rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But not stripped down, not stripped down. <laughs> not stripped down, no. We do get New Power Soul, mm-hmm. which would, of course, later be an album. Correct. Um, well, and it was sort of this phrase that was developed during Love Sexy 2. It's in the Love Sexy mm-hmm. lyric book. Right. You can see all the New Power seeds mm-hmm. that are planted. Yeah. There's a moment at a minute and 53 seconds when Prince has a high falsetto in the right channel in the background. And he just simply says or sings or says in a high pitched voice, elephants and flowers. And it's mm-hmm. a nice little half second of vocalization. Uh-oh. And there's this, Uh, In this version, I think you also kind of get the connection between this deep baritone 
saxophone or keyboard part that's through the whole thing that sounds very elephantish uh-huh. or elefante, as <laughs> we like to say. Yes. Harry Elefante. Yes. Yeah, there's like, it's almost like a horn or sound effect mm-hmm. that's altered a little bit and it does sound like an elephant. It does. Yeah. Yeah, there's more of those sax hits from 2 minutes and 12 seconds to 2 minutes and 20 seconds in the song. Another cute little lyrical twist here at 2 minutes and 25 seconds when he sings, putting words in other people's mouths will only get you elected. Uh, Yes. Which is kind of an interesting way to look at it. I mean, you think of politicians as saying whatever it will take to get elected, but I never think about them putting words in other people's mouths. Right. So, interesting take on that one. Yeah. By my count, there's only like two choruses Mm -hmm. in this too. The second one is at two minutes and 47 seconds, and it's just sung with a lot of gusto and joy. Again, Mm -hmm. like a lot of joy in these it seems very happy to me on a lot of these tracks. Yes. And here at the end, Prince's voice is getting raspy. It's almost like he's doing mm-hmm. a George Clinton impression. A little bit, yes. Like he's gargled gravel Uh (laughs) um yeah and there's a lot of acoustic guitar in this one you can hear it in the released mix but it's much more audible in this version especially here through the fade out when prince starts to ad lib at the end you know with 98 in the dark Uh the dj on the race car yeah which i don't know dj on the race car i don't know what that means I don't know. He tried to put it in park. He wants. Yeah. That's one of those things that as the song's fading out, I'm turning it up to try to hear like what else is going Uh on here. Oh yeah. Amplifying, amplifying, amplifying. Yeah. And then trying to remember to turn it back down before the next song (laughs) starts. Yeah. I don't know. Call me mad, but I really love the released version of the song, uh-huh. and I think I might love this one even more so. Oh, I, think I prefer just, this one. Do you? Yeah. 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 Again, just a simpler, I think, your take on Can't Stop with it being more, more personal. personal here yes. is what makes it more powerful. Yeah. Then we have a song that went unreleased for a very, very, very long time, but was known about and referred to and had... I don't know how many jazillions of versions of it. It's Prince. Did you say jazillion? <laughs> that's a new, that's some new Prince math. <laughs> that's right. Soul psychedelicide. Yeah, the Revolution rehearsal got released as part of Sign of the Time Super Deluxe, but it's really not the same song. No, it's really not because I did not love that one. I found yeah. it disappointing. Uh-huh. And this is so much fun. I think I tried to tell you then to wait for this moment. Yeah. But I think that was like almost two years ago. Right. It was a while ago for sure. Yeah. Yes. 
I never knew. I found on Prince Vault that um, the claim is that the title of the song may have come from the Chambers Brothers song, Time Has Come Today, from their 1967 album, Time Has Come Today. There's a, a lyric in it that goes, I've been crushed by the tumbling tide and my soul has been psychedelicized. That is for sure where it came from. We oh. talked about that. Did we? We talked about it with Sign of the Time Super Bowl. I don't remember. That's all right. Ago. I know it's been a while. It has been. But things have happened. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this may have been included or considered for inclusion with Graffiti Bridge at some point. Mm-hmm. But obviously did not make the final cut. No. And so many people have provided overdubs for this mm-hmm. through the ages. It, especially in 89 and 90. Yep. Uh, Jana Anderson. Yeah. Of course, we talked, talked about. about just last episode with TC Ellison. Also, back when we covered 1 800 New Funk. Yep. Kim Basinger provided overdubs at one point, which yep. makes sense because of Batman around that time. Yep. George Clinton. Yep. On and on it goes. On and on. Right? Yeah. So there are lots of versions of this. Like you said, we're covering two of them. We're going to save the Kim Basinger stuff for the Batman era. Excellent. And stick with this one. That's uh-huh. what I'm calling the definitive Prince version at five minutes and 52 seconds. Okay. Um, I likened it to being the bat dance of Graffiti Bridge. It's oh, all these ideas yes. and stuff that kind of he was playing with that turned into a mega mix of songs and ideas. Uh-huh. All starting with just one simple question, Christy. Can we talk about soul? <laughs> Can we talk about soul? He says, good Judy, want to dance to this? Good Judy, want to dance to this? And I finally thought to ask the question, who is Good Judy? Oh, did you? Yes, uh, I did. Because I just made a note to myself. Remember, Carmen Electra's album, speaking of albums that you just want to pay attention to the music sometimes, uh-huh. you know, has a song on it called Good Judy Girlfriend. That's right. So I'm like, well, who is Good Judy? All right. Because it's capital G Good, capital J Judy. Uh-huh. It's probably a reference to Judy Garland. Oh. So that is often how the origin of it is thought to be from it because Judy Garland was an old movie star and a gay icon. Okay. So sometimes it's your gay bestie. Yeah. Is good Judy. So your good oh, Judy could be a he or a she. Oh. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I've been taking a school. <laughs> Uh, very Graffiti Bridge era uh, lyrics from Prince, you know, with him saying, I do believe I want to battle tonight. And even his <laughs> like, voice, you know, this kind of deep uh-huh. speaking voice that's all a little raspy, too, is uh-huh. very, you know, he's kind of exploring that in 1990. Listen, Cash, I do believe, I do believe I want to battle tonight. You laugh like you don't find it very convincing. <laughs> I don't, I don't, not that it's not convincing. It's just so funny. He's got to find, you know, somebody to compete with. Yep. That yeah. Was his, this is yeah. cash. You know, yeah. sometimes it's Morris. Sometimes yeah. it's the Coco boys. Sometimes. That's sometimes, right. You know, he's just got to have somebody to have a little. Yeah. Like he feels like he can do better if he's making it a competition. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's always looking for inspiration and motivation. Mm-hmm. You mentioned New Power Soul. 
It is here at uh-huh. 30 seconds when it's he says, we have taken control as we bring you the new power soul. Psychedelic. There's nothing wrong right. with your player. We have taken control as we bring you the new power soul. Psychedelic. Um, that part is followed immediately by the guitar riff from Raven to the Joy Fantastic. Bring you the new power soul. Which, of course, at the time was still unreleased. So mm-hmm. it had appeared in Raven to the Joy Fantastic, which had been recorded at this point. Reused in Soul Psychedelicide throughout multiple takes on that song and studio version. Then reused on the song The Max, uh-huh. where it finally found a release in 1992 until Raven to the Joy Fantastic was released as an album in 1999. Uh-huh. You got all that? Yep. Well, and I'm so glad. I was like, why does it sound so familiar? And I know I should know this. And then you helped me not go crazy all weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me give you a little help. That's right. Do you notice the, the chant from the Revolution rehearsal jam was, uh, it's a hell of a thing? Yeah. And here it's changed to, it's a heavenly thing. Yes. At 40 seconds is when you start hearing that. It's a heavenly thing. And normally when songs start go from like fun and, you know, bad words to something more religious. Uh-huh. It uh, maybe takes the edge of it, but here it's done in a way that I think it's still kind of cool, kind of mm-hmm. fun. It's very fun. Man, the layers of prints in the song are just mm-hmm. incredible. We get a, a spoken layer, a sung layer, a falsetto layer, a baritone layer. Yep. A it, grunting, puffing, breathing layer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're just like the same words spoken or sung at the same tempo exactly, but with this just in so many different ways and you almost can't even hear them all and it's utterly delightful. Yes, it is. I love the delivery of a minute and 28 seconds when he sings all over the world. There's a new soul, new soul going on, brand new singer singing a brand new song of an age old story. Still, it's got to be told. The spirit can't be bought and it can't be cold, can't be told. All over the world, there's a new soul going on. Brand new singer singing a brand new song of an age old story. Then he gets to to get it. You gotta want it. You gotta need it. You gotta care. To get it, you gotta want it. You gotta need it. You gotta care. And it's kind of this fun cadence on the delivery there at a minute and forty seven seconds that I always kind of sing along to mm-hmm. because I can <laughs> because I'm usually alone and nobody can hear it. <laughs> yeah, and we get some great plucky twingy guitars mm-hmm. right there at the end of that too his obsession with good looking jackets in this episode of the mountain mountains and the sea continues here with uh two minutes and 38 seconds good jody over there with a smoking jacket on which i thought was uh interesting in light of the 
good Judy being a gay bestie mm-hmm. because it could be a man or a woman in a smoking jacket. It's typically a man's jacket. But oh, I thought that not a smoking jacket. I was thinking like that jacket's smoking, I, oh. like it's cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, and I thought of it as a smoking jacket, which <laughs> could be so. it could but be maybe. you know a the kind of thing Steve Martin wears when he hosts Saturday yeah. Night Live in the Five Timers Club. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. they all wear it, you know. So it's like it's yeah. very fun. It's all right. There's a mouth click. That's one thing we didn't mention was there's a mouth click layer in here at <laughs> two minutes and 47 seconds. And my favorite, I think my favorite line in the whole song. Second time we hear it is at two minutes and 53 seconds. Damn Skippy. Damn <laughs> Skippy. We've been here before. We're just coming on harder now. Damn Skippy. We've been here before. We're just coming on harder now. You get a falsetto soul from Prince at three minutes and nine seconds and three minutes and 13 seconds. That are all just delightful. And then we get to the part of the song that is, you know, kind of legendarily referenced in joy and repetition at three minutes and 21 seconds, three months in, we got nine to go. Three months in, we got nine to go. Anybody in the house won't stop this show. Must be merch. I get must be in joy and repetition. He walks into the club and the lyrics are the songs a year long and has been playing for months when you walked into the place. Uh Uh-huh. Live music from a band plays a song called Soul Sacrificide. The songs are year long and have been playing for months when they walked into the place. Uh, and then he identifies the song as Soul Psychedelicide also. So yeah. it's just kind of super cool that, you know, they were definitely connected in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we s- skipped over the. OEOs. Sung different than in The Wizard of Oz, but, but it's, still it's also. It's st- yeah, yeah, so it's still. I, I feel like that's where this is coming from. It's okay. a Judy Garland reference. There you go. Yeah. Nicely heard. Uh, there's a almost country-ish guitar lick at four minutes and 24 seconds that I didn't really ever notice before, and I kept going back and listening to it over again. Uh-huh. Speaking of over, something else I'd never noticed before was four minutes and 32 seconds when Prince starts singing over and over and over, uh-huh. and then over, the his words over are slowed down like multiple, multiple, multiple times. They get slower and slower and slower until... It just devolves. Yeah, it's just like a vibrating It's just sound. noise. Yeah. It's like it becomes no longer a word. Yeah. I was listening to it in the car today. I'm like, that's got to be the last one, right? Because I can't get any lower than that. No, there were like four more after that. (laughs) Yeah. I also like the line at four minutes and 48 seconds. This is very Prince, right? Put your hand on your temple. 
Put your hand on my heart. Grind your hips next to mine. Don't you pull apart. Put your hand on my temple. Put your hand on my heart. Grind your hips next to mine. Don't you pull apart. Don't pull apart. Very salacious, but romantic somehow mm-hmm. still. Uh, endearing. Yeah. Cute, but confident. It's shy all at the same time. You know, and what makes me think of it as a mega mix partly is this the chant that kind of ends it with, I can't stop this feeling I got. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, it's referential. It is referential. So definitely these were all kind of in his head, even though can't stop, you know, it was from 1986. He was clearly bringing these all back up and out of the vault recordings and contemplating how to use them all together. For sure. Which I think he even referenced Graffiti Bridge is, you know, not really an album, but, uh, you know, obviously a soundtrack, but a collection of songs, almost like it was his first Clearinghouse album. Mm-hmm. Right. Then we have another version of Soul Psychedelicide. We do. Um, it starts delightfully with a spoken word intro by George Clinton, full of musical terms. Yes. This is a fuzz tone reality. All the high tech music in the world can't distort the flashback feedback, black light day glow, rock star lovers' perception of a party. They have a Wawa memory, totally rewired for soul psychedelic. It's funny and endearing. This and is a fuzz tone reality. That's right. You know, we get some George Clinton lyrics here that are so much fun. What is the booty and how will I know if I'm shaking it? What is the funk and how will I know if I'm faking it? Yeah. That's all as like classic George Clinton stuff. Uh huh. Like right? just the rhyme scheme and the mm-hmm. delivery and the weirdness. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Like the associations that are disassociated uh-huh. is what like makes a P Funk song. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a big part of this entire version. Um, and clearly he and Prince were working together, you know, on this song and also the released version of Weekend Funk. Cause that's his one appearance on the graffiti bridge album. Right. Also, did you hear from about 17 seconds to 25 seconds? So psychedelic. lifted straight from the first 20 seconds of chlorine bacon skin. Even the drums from Soul Psychedelicide are real similar to chlorine bacon skin or the B-side Tricky, but um, you can hear Prince talking as the drums stop at the beginning before he calls out, can we talk about soul? Uh-huh. You can hear him. Oh, wait a minute. You can hear the Jamie Starr voice <laughs> uh-huh. from Chlorine Bacon Skin, which of course was not released at this time. Right. Um, we get that slow down of over mm-hmm. at a minute and 43, but less extreme than it was in the previous version. it's just more buried. So, 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 so,
other stuff going on around it. So I went back and listened to that too. And you have to really pay attention to hear it. It's mm-hmm. there, but there's more stuff. You know, there's the the P-Funk female singer uh-huh. as part of this, whoever that is. Yeah. Singing soul psychedelicide. Yeah. 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 I also, that's, this is why I was saying we need to introduce Cade to Digital Underground because <laughs> at a minute and 37 seconds, there's like this bass line. Uh-huh. And they're making that sound with their voices. Uh-huh. And it's, I mean, I have no idea. Is it similar to, inspired by, or stolen by? Digital Underground in the Humpty Dance when he says, you know, check out this bass line right here. And he does the... Uh-huh. It is the same thing going on. Look at that bass groove right here. And we know from previous episodes that Digital Underground, they followed Prince closely because they sampled some very obscure tracks mm-hmm. from Madhouse in yes. their own music, too. Yes. So I thought that was kind of fun. I was trying to think, too, of where oh, it was uh, Thieves in the Temple, the remix, where we got a Put Your Foot on the Rock. Uh-huh. And we get it in this song, too, at two minutes and seven seconds. It's Put Your Foot on the Rock. Let's see what you got. That's fun stuff. Yep. And then just shortly after that, there's this, like, little sound. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sounds a bit like a frog, but it also sounds like when our dog yawns. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> like our this, dog will yawn in the evening yeah. and like this and we always laugh at her cuz she doesn't care. She's a dog. She doesn't she just is glad we're happy. That's right. She's glad to be inside. That's right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of this is like squeaky funk, right? There's a uh-huh. lot of record scratching going on in this song that is just, it's not a typical record scratch. It's this kind of squeaky mm-hmm. uh, start and stop kind of sound that happens throughout this. And then at two minutes and 50 seconds, there's more of the George Clinton type stuff. You know, this is the place to showcase your body skills, baby. And the way he delivers it is kind of fun, too. Yes. I also think the on and on is sped up in this version too. At four minutes and fifty three seconds, there's kind of this pop 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 kind of sound. Okay, that is around the part where on and on is repeated for a long time and slowed down. Um, but from four minutes and fifty three seconds, you can hear it sped up and then it repeats and continues to slow down unbelievably in nearly unhearable levels through like. Five and a half minutes. Right. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it seems like it was really altered. Definitely I, I altered. The... There's probably a lot of stuff altered during the recording of this with George Clinton. <laughs> Other songs referenced here that they were working on at the time at six minutes. You can hear them say, pumping it with the big pump. Humping it with a big pump. Which would later appear on Hey Man, Smell My Finger in the track The Big Pump that Prince played all the instruments on but uh, doesn't sing on. It's sort of a housey kind of song. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, The Big Pump 
turned into an actual track, too. <laughs> yeah, a little before that. Pump it like a hunk of funk. Right. Pumping your body to shake. <laughs> yes. Which of those, like, even like that, like, shake is maybe a, yeah, well, could be. a little referential or maybe just, so. you know, I mean. It's part of the universe of I language, mean, <laughs> words that are George's. I mean, are there words that Prince didn't say in a song? I mean, it always seems like he's referring to I stuff. I don't recall but... Prince ever saying the word booger in a song. <laughs> uh, there's a little bit of can't stop this feeling I got, but it's not Prince saying it. It's a uh, female singer unidentified at six minutes and four seconds that drops the opening track reference there. And then I had not heard, I mean, I've heard it before, but didn't notice there's the uh, chant from New Power Generation uh, and Bold Generation at 6 minutes and 28 seconds. The oh, 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 and it happens through oh. 6 minutes and 50 seconds in there. So there's even more of a mega mix here than in Prince's own version of Graffiti Bridge stuff. <laughs> favorite later George Clinton line from this song. Put it in the oven and then you know you're baking it. <laughs> Put it in the oven and then you know you're baking it. <laughs> Put it in the oven and then you know you're baking it. We get an airplane landing sound yeah. too. It's all in here, man. There's a little bit uh, towards the end, seven minutes and 27 seconds. The we'd be funkin' over here, over there, ain't sh- uh-huh. reference and chance that is actually used in the release version of We Can Funk. If you listen to it from five minutes and 27 or five minutes and 20 seconds through the end of that track, you can hear variations on. On this side, we're funkin' over there. It ain't happening. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Man, over eight minutes, and the song just doesn't get boring, and I was sad to hear it fade out. Really? I was like, either Chris is going to love this, or she's going to find it repetitive and dumb. Oh, the love former. It. Love it. Yay! Yay. Um, and then I thought, you know, we've got other stuff to cover, like Prince's version of Love Machine, an older version of Tick, Tick, Bang, uh, that would kind of come next in line if you take Graffiti Bridge track by track. But I didn't want to overlook Data Bank. Okay. Because it was recorded kind of in the same session of Girl of My Dreams, Can't Stop, and We Can Funk, and you can mm-hmm. tell that. And it also got a release right. during this time period on uh, the Times Pandemonium. Seven minutes and 56 seconds. I wonder if this one gets old to you, Christy. Oh, I was very happy with this one. Um, Are you it, not entertained? <laughs> this one features what I called the Revolution Plus. Yeah, no, that's so like it's all like of those the that revolution triptych, right? and Miko and Eric Leeds and a bunch of people. Atlanta Bliss, Atlanta gets, Bliss, yeah, a whole bunch of people in the whole revolution plus yeah, you know, a whole bunch of other people stuffed in a room together. Oh yeah, it's like the touring revolution as part of mm-hmm. the parade tour for sure. Yep, he's so coy about asking. I wrote the for same <laughs> word down, coy. 
asking for this phone number. There's a whole bunch of ums, and it's a completely different vibe than Morris Day's take on this, whereas Morris Day was very entitled. Yeah. This is just, he's so, like, almost shy about it. Look at mama. I'm feeling like I, um, I kind of want them numbers. So, um, I don't know. He's very shy about it, like the mm, um, mm-hmm. like not not sure what to say, kind of dragging his toes through the dirt, uh-huh. not like, looking at you in the eye, mm-hmm. um, but all like he's still calculated and like he does this on purpose, right? Because it's endearing uh-huh. and it's like somewhat sweet in a way. But right. I even like the to be that way and still get the words to come out of your mouth that say. I kind of want those numbers. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a way of saying I want to get your phone number. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I call you sometime? Uh huh. The computery sound effect <laughs> that's used in the Times version yes. is here, but very different um, music and lyrics yeah. throughout it. Uh huh. I'm like that was just like the '80s computer sound yeah because that has nothing to do with database building at all (laughs) not even a little (laughs) no (laughs) the coyness is replaced with a lot of confidence when he starts singing Uh if you've got the love i've got the time just give me your phone number and i'll drop a dime on you uh-huh think i won't He says, he asked that kind of question a couple times. This is the first one. Think I won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point that out again. It's later. never bad when Prince says, hurt me. Oh, and there's that turnaround, the doodle-doodle-doodle-doodle-doodle at 51 seconds. Yes. Hurt me. Oh, man. Yeah. More shy coyness at 54 seconds right after that turnaround when he says, on the phone, I may be shy. And <laughs> living color, I, I, I'm a neat guy. I'm a neat guy. I'm like, all but, right. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, oh, gosh. What's his name? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. On the phone, I may be shy. Obviously, this is long before Bruce Willis ever pulled that off. I know, but it's so funny. Yeah. Then his little background aside, too, when he says, I I don't know, you want to go on a picnic or something? Uh (laughs) It's cute. Very cute. And it totally comes across completely different when Prince claims somebody might be a bedwetter. Yeah. It feels like a warning and not like a juvenile insult. Oh, that's right. When the other brothers tell you they are better, that look very close, they might be a bit wetter. Like it kind of, like it, when Morris Day delivered that line, it felt like he was defensive and yeah. it was yeah, a, protective. Uh huh. And this, and Bedwetter doesn't even have to. It doesn't even really feel literal in this song. It feels yeah, like just that's young just, and inexperienced. Yeah, right? or this is just a descriptor of the person. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm, I mean. I don't know how else to say it other than just like the 
presence and the delivery and the overall character mm-hmm. that Prince becomes to deliver this stuff is like, I'm sorry, but it's well acted. Yeah. It's like super well acted and well performed in yep. a way that makes you like him. Yes. Somehow. Yeah. Endearing scoundrel. Yeah. That's yes. right. He's got a short joke that's also a boast. Oh, yeah. I might be small, but so is dynamite. Right. I might be small, but so is dynamite. I mean, he did that a few times in like Bob George describing his gun. It might be little, but it's loud. <laughs> yeah. 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 He had a lot of I may be this, but I'm this kind uh-huh. of comparisons going on for sure. Leading up to that, I'm not, it's, I'm not too small. Dynamite. The give me that funky note, mama, we can pop all night. Uh huh. It's kind of fun. Then I say, give me that funky note, mama, we can pop all night. And somehow being put in Prince's databank feels like an honor. Right. And being put in Morris's databank is dirty. Like, I'm not yeah. exactly sure what the difference is, but when you think about it, it, you could almost make the argument that the way Prince delivers it, it feels like the databank is just important information that he wants to remember. Okay. And Morris's databank is girls' phone numbers, period. True. Uh, primarily, right, cashiers and people working in the mall. Uh-huh. That's right. kind of girls. Girls in high school. Right. <laughs> Yes. I think uh, Morris sees himself perpetually in high school, though. (laughs) That same horn line from Week in Funk that we mentioned earlier, two minutes and six seconds. Mm -hmm. There it is. I also like a song where the only chorus is data bank and then one word. Feeling like I want to put you in my data bank. One word. It is all one word. <laughs> we get some doo wops in here too. Two minutes and forty six seconds. Doo wah, doo wah. It's got this. I don't know. Nineteen like sock hop kind of thing yeah. going on. Yeah. And then schools in a lot of different times here. Uh-huh. Schools in the teacher got a guitar. If you didn't come to turn it out. Might as well get your ass in the car and get on down the road. That's right. So I assume Prince is the teacher. Yeah, he's the one with the guitar mm-hmm. in this one, right? S- see if the trumpet works. Does it work? <laughs> well, come on, play. <laughs> Prince had a lot of lines like that. I just wanted to see if it worked. There's a mm-hmm. lot of uh, yep. af- after we... show recordings of him saying that too. Yep. And then we get Eric as the teacher. He That's right. our saxophone teacher. Yeah. <laughs> He's a movie star who drives an ugly car. 
which I thought right. was really funny. Right. Movie star. And he berates Mark for being in the wrong key. Yeah. Mark, come on. You're the wrong key, cut. And then he fusses at everybody because it's like they're ad-libbing yeah. and he's wants somebody to take over even though he's like berating people left and right yes. yeah. he wants somebody to take over Ooh. i can see why nobody would be like all that excited somebody got the solo or something yeah then mark comes in as our bass teacher that's right And then he's, you know, he's at one point saying somebody's got a solo or something. Yeah. And then he's getting mad because I didn't call the horns. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't call the horns. I didn't call the horns. I like these. Someone's got a <laughs> solo or something and it's kind of this subdued thing. And uh-huh. he's a little disappointed in that too. Right. Like, and mm, then people start know. like. Oh yeah, doing stuff, yeah, and then it, he gets mad about that too. Oh yeah, it goes off the rails. Our band leader loses control, right? <laughs> yep, Lisa plays the keys. Yep, that's dog. That's dog. I didn't call that either. I didn't call for that either. Yeah, there's the turnaround at seven minutes and twenty six seconds. Uh-huh. I didn't call that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he's like gonna walk off right okay i quit i'm uh, no i'm uh. quitting and then after he quits lisa stop like i love how he quits and then he keeps giving orders too. <laughs> well and then he calls in reinforcements too like he's quitting but he's really not ready to leave but then he's like susan fade it out yeah it's a reference to susan rogers who's <laughs> yes. like see i know yeah fade it out uh-huh like, I know how to control you guys. I've that's got the master volume control right here. That's right. Fade yeah. it out, and I'll just walk out and leave. Everybody, yep. Then it'll be done for sure. Okay, I quit. No, I'm quitting. Lisa, stop. Oh. Okay, wait a minute. Susan, fade, fade it out. See, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Again, like the humor that's in the song is so much fun. I mean, typically Morris is awesome at humor, but it just does not work very well on his version. And so that's why I'm like, we've got to cover this here. Like predatory and predatory and like for real. And this version is just like fun. It is. It's It's just like a goofy song and not a, he's a total dork. Yeah. You want to go on a picnic or you something? You want to go on a picnic or something? <laughs> All I really know is basketball. Okay, man. Uh, well, I did find links to all of these songs, so you can listen to all of these unreleased songs on the internet, and I will post links to them on our social media, on Facebook, The Mountains and the Sea of Prince Podcast, on Twitter, at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S Podcast. Or you can send us an email, teamoutspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to shoot you a link to whatever you're looking for if you don't do the social media. Don't blame you. Now, we have selections to make. We do. Thanks a lot. I always know it's going to be a hard selection day when it's a Josh-compiled 
episode <laughs> because I you, I mean, you put you pick things that you like. True. So, and I generally like them too. So, you know, it this makes is, it a little more this challenging. This is meant to challenge you also. Okay. Deep down well, inside. thank you very much. Yeah. Well, we choose three things. We choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the material at the time that it was recorded or when it was released. If it was released, we choose a C, the low point, something that we cared for the least. Right. Maybe we did not not like it, but just the thing that we didn't like the least. Yes. Or didn't, didn't like the most. Right. Right. I'm with you. And then the mountain, the high point, the thing that we did really most enjoy. Yes. All right. These are my rules. So I go first. The time capsule for me, data bank, because of all these band call outs. Okay. It really dates it with this revolution plus sure. band. Yeah. So for me, that was what was most time capsule-y. Mine is similar, but I just went for... The sexy, coy, in control and control losing personality of Prince for half of these songs. The Girl of My Dreams Can't Stop, uh-huh. We Can Funk, and Data Bank that were all recorded in a, within a couple days of one another. And unfortunately, that whole approach and attitude is missing in every released version, whether it be Prince's or TC Ellis's or The Times, whatever it is. Nobody did it like Prince did it. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. So I don't hear any of those songs and not think. I'm going to pull out these unreleased versions because they're better. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. All right. The C, if I must. I know. I guess I'm going to choose Elephants and Flowers only because it's a little preachy, but I like this version better than I liked the Graffiti Bridge version. So. Okay. My C is a very lukewarm C. The It's a very uh, high tide sort of C. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Didn't get too low. Right. I want to ask the same question. Like who put these songs together for this episode? (laughs) They're all awesome. And they could all be mountains in other episodes of our podcast. So I'm going to get that person fired. But first of all, (laughs) Oh, don't do that. Cause then it's just me talking about things and I don't, I'm not nearly as interesting. Uh, yeah, you are. I can't give a single one of these individual songs, a C rating. So I'll give a C just to the last few minutes of the George Clinton version of Soul Psychedelicide because I do agree it's long and it's delightful, but it is long, and I'm looking forward to the next song too, so maybe the last two minutes of the George Clinton version of Soul Psychedelicide would be the part that I might not revisit quite as much because it is, it's awesomely repetitive, but it is repetitive, so, but I still say fire that person. (laughs) All right, and then the mountain. It's funny that you gave your C for the second week in a row, or the second episode in a row, to my mountain, because I love Soul Psychedelicide number three, the one with George Clinton, because it is so much fun, and I love the way they complement one another, Prince and George Clinton, Yep, and they're just like dudes having fun, and you can see it and feel it, and I loved it. Awesome. Yeah. I felt that if I couldn't give a C to a single song, then I can't give a mountain to one either. (laughs) So I'm going to say the transitions between Girl My Dreams and Can't Stop Uh and then from Can't Stop to Weekend Funk are my favorite moments of all of these songs together. The organ Uh and drums between Girl My Dreams and Can't Stop and then after Can't Stop finishes and Prince laughing and saying, if that don't work, yeah, what? (laughs) 
Brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. All right. So this is normally the point when I would ask us ask you what we're doing next, Josh. Right. But I know what we're doing next oh, do because tell. we are doing more outtake songs. Correct. From I, the Graffiti Bridge era. Yes. Yep. So we have at least a couple more episodes of that, but they're not coming on our normal schedule. I hate to tell you. What? We have. That's it. I'm quit. That's it. I quit. I'm quitting. <laughs> you can quit for like a month, um, because we have a lot going on in our personal life right now. All good things, all exciting things, but some things we need to focus on for a little bit. And we haven't taken a break since 2019. We've put out a that new. That can't be right. A new episode every other week since 2019, and. I, it was the end of 2019, to be fair, but it's been two years since we took any kind of real hiatus, and um, we kind of need it. So we're gonna take that, and I will drop in your feed, and you know, remain subscribed or whatever, and I'll let you know when we're coming back soon. Um, yes, it will. It will no be worries. soon. We're not leaving for good. I promise you that. This is. We just need a few weeks to focus on some other things and we really appreciate your patience with us. And, you know, if you're missing us, we have a deep back catalog now. Good God. How many episodes are there of this podcast? I think, I think this is 110. Is it quantity over quality or <laughs> can we get some, do we need to assess that? <laughs> We've been doing this for like four and a half years. So uh, only every other week. So I feel like we've got we started out with quality as best we could <laughs> and now we're now we're now we're moving into the quantity phase. Okay. So we have quantity but we're maintaining our quality is what we're trying to wow. do. Wow. That's I'm sold. Yeah. There we go. But we thank you for listening. Tell a friend if you haven't yet told a friend. As we said, we have a deep back catalog. You know, the really older episodes aren't as great in the sound quality department, but, you know, we worked on that and we're always endeavoring to get better. But until next time, happy purple listening, friends. Hey, have a nice little break.